0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm Shane. And I'm Sam. And it's the second week of spooky season.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Has anything spooky happened to you this week?
1: I've actually been having some kind of scary dreams.
0: Oh, no. Like, I just
1: wake up and I'm scared. I don't mm-hmm. remember particulars. I do remember that there was a tiger in one of them, but I think it's just because in the last episode I talked about someone who was mauled to death by a tiger. <laughs> um But yeah, that's about the only spooky thing. Well, I have had a migraine for like the last three days, so that's been kind of scary.
0: (laughs) Yes, and and the mystery of why it will not go away. Yeah. I don't think I've had anything particularly spooky happen either. I am going to, the day this releases, it will be the next day that I go to Emery Henry for Homecoming, visit it, and visit the spooky grounds and graveyard, and our friend Sydney is coming along. Yes,
1: that will be a lot of fun. I mean, I won't be there, but I'm sure you will have a great time.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we will. And I love just being back there anyway. Yeah. Um, but I also don't know what I want to be for Halloween yet. It's halfway through the month. I haven't really decorated in my office because I have no time.
1: Yeah, I don't really decorate my office. The cats already have their costumes and they mm-hmm. hate it so much.
0: But we love them.
1: <laughs> it looks, they look so cute. <laughs> Although I don't know if Winnies will still fit her because she's... Gained a couple LBs, and it was tight on her when I got it, so we'll see.
0: Maybe if you need to, you can find her and you and, like, in the stores or something. Yeah,
1: I thought about just getting her a different one. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if they still have the same one, so I may have to do, like, a different one. But she definitely needs a size up. She was a very cute little bumblebee.
0: (laughs) She was. And, like you said, the moment you put it on, she absolutely hated it. Well,
1: she had it on for 30 seconds before she'd already ripped some of it off. Mm -hmm. Like, literally ripped the material of the costume. (laughs)
0: oh my goodness i just it feels like spooky season to me but it also just kind of does not this year and i think it's just because i'm doing so much
1: oh i told i told you i watched us yes i actually me watched a movie because i was so overwhelmed on monday that i had so much to do i was like well you know what i'm not gonna do anything so i <laughs> laid on the couch and i watched a scary movie and i ordered takeout and i did like it mm-hmm i feel like his movies it's jordan peele right yes jordan peele i feel like he's very like m not Shyamalan, but a lot better
0: yes um, <laughs> there's not like it's oh god i can't stand the twists in m Shyamalan, m night Shyamalan's movies
1: i hated the village i thought it was so stupid
0: i liked it till the end
1: i hated it all the way through um <laughs> i did like signs
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah i liked signs as well
1: um and then the village but no, the visitors. That was an Nightmare Shyamalan movie. Yes. That one actually was really yes. good. I did like that. We but, saw that
0: in theaters, didn't we?
1: Yes, because we all that one scene. Mm-hmm. We were all like, "What the hell did I just watch?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that movie's a few years old, but still, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's, it's one really of his better good. ones. Yeah, it
1: really is. It, that one, legitimately, there were a couple scenes where I was very scared in that one.
0: Yes, I would rank that one with the um, Six Cents.
1: Is that in that Shyamalan?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, the, I, well, that I was, I felt very young watching that. I mean, I think yeah. I was like in fifth or sixth grade when that one came out. We well,
0: were probably too young to watch that, but no,
1: I well, I watched a lot of other more terrible movies than that.
0: <laughs> true, true, but still, yeah, that one was that's good. one of his better ones, and so is The Visit.
1: The yeah, The Visitors that was good, and then um, back to Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. Get Out. I really liked that. Oh, god, me I thought too. It was really good. So I'm glad I watched that. I think I'm gonna start for the remainder of the month anyway. Just picking like one scary movie a week to watch
0: mm-hmm. me too, and I'm reading this scary book, or it's supposed to be scary. I've yet to reach a scary part, but it is a slasher like it's supposed to be like a slasher movie um so it's kind of ninety slash eighties tastic, but it's set in current day, and it is called Clown in a cornfield
1: oh. That's right up your alley. It like, is. if I could pick a title of a book for you, that would be the one that I would pick for you.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a huge fan of the Children of the Corn series. No shame, except I will admit, love movies are bad. Like, I really like the beginning ones and the latter ones. I
1: haven't seen any of them. The, you haven't seen the first one? Mm-mm.
0: It's really good. Like, it's not, like, honestly, none of them are what you would call
1: scary. No. I feel like if, I would be more inclined to watch Children of the Peas instead of Children of the Corn, because I much prefer peas over corn. Um, but I don't think they've made that one yet. So. No,
0: no, but... But
1: when they do, I'll be first in line to buy a ticket for
0: it. You know, if if this book keeps going great, I will hope that there will be a movie adaptation of Clown in a Cornfield. <laughs> yes.
1: Maybe. Maybe they will. <laughs>
0: Well, this week I am doing another, or I guess we are doing, I am doing, you did the first one, I'm doing this one. It's a spooky story for spooky season. However, before we begin, I have, it's not so much of an update or development involving Nessie, um, but I guess, I guess it's more of a development than an update maybe. So this is supposed to be scary and maybe even in the genre of horror, but I wanted to briefly discuss it. It... On what some may say is the scariest day of the week, which was Monday, (laughs) I saw the trailer for this upcoming horror movie called The Loch Ness Horror. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's official description is as follows. A submarine vanishing props a rescue operation that comes face to face with the cause, the Loch Ness Monster. Having escaped the Loch, it is now unleashing decades of pent-up aggression on all those it encounters. In a fight for survival, our team of rescue operatives must overcome the terror beneath them and within their ranks.
1: I feel like that's just being mean to Nessie. Like, why Mm -hmm. are we automatically assuming Nessie is a monster? Exactly. And I'm pretty sure they don't want to come out of the water.
0: (laughs) Well, so also in this trailer at some point, and I'm not sure if this is from a victim that died in the movie or if this is supposed to be from Nessie herself or maybe it's even like a chunkinessy they have from something but there are these like alien bug creatures that emerge from something and it's they get loose in the submarine and they really look like little creatures you would see in the alien movies
1: Fun fact, I've never seen any of those. Really? Not even,
0: like, the early ones?
1: (laughs) No, those were so not what I was interested in. Like, I've seen Gremlins. Mm -hmm. I really like those, but (laughs) anything that was, like, remotely action, Mm -hmm. even if it was scary, I was like, I'll pass on that one.
0: (laughs) Well, whatever the point these little creatures are, I don't know what it is because they are clearly not little baby Nessies. And unless the movie kind of draws the conclusion that Nessie's an alien, it doesn't make sense that these little creatures are there.
1: Is it like coming out in theaters or is it like made for TV?
0: Oh, no, it's totally video on demand. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that will explain a lot. But so the movie's also described as low budget and CGI heavy. Oh, well. Yes. There we- and my honest opinion of the trailer is that sometimes the CGI looks pretty decent, other times, the CGI also looks low budget.
1: Is it too good for sci fi or should it be on sci fi?
0: Oh, it totally could be on sci-fi. If okay. sci-fi was still doing creature features, which I really wish they would.
1: When did they stop doing that? I'm oh so God, out years of the ago. Loop. Yeah, I don't if the TV's on, it's on ID or A and E or something like that.
0: Every time I turn it to Sci Fi, Harry Potter is on.
1: Oh.
0: Every time. It plays like twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty
1: five. I don't like
0: Harry Potter. <laughs> I know. It's and I mean sci-fi has so many good movies that they could be showing. And every once in a while, I see something different on, but it's still nothing interesting. I can't even think of what it is, but it just, it hurts my heart a little bit because I really used to love that channel. And
1: that's why you just need to watch Destination America because it's just scary places all <laughs> It's the all time. the ghost. It's a
0: ghost channel now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I do not fault the filmmakers or any budget, you know, that they, what they, they did, what they could do and hopefully what they wanted to do. But my verdict on the movie is that since it is releasing on video on demand, I will wait till it is streaming on one of the mini platforms now that if you combine them together cost as much as cable does. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my latest news on Nessie. And I was thinking maybe at some point if I can find a way, if it's cool with you, to maybe share the trailer on IG. Instagram. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I wrote IG in my notes. I should really just say Instagram because that's what it is.
1: I would be like Ig. What is Ig?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone else can judge for themselves on what they think about this upcoming movie. Uh, but and one other point about the movies, we don't have a lot of Loch Ness horror movies or Loch Ness movies in general. Yeah. And the ones that we do have, either tried to go really horror slash sci-fi, or the most like the most successful one, which is actually probably Scooby Doo and the Loch Ness Monster.
1: Do you know what I would like to see? What. Harry and the Hendersons type movie, but with Nessie.
0: (laughs) Yes. Wait, I don't know if I know what that is.
1: Harry and the Hendersons? Mm -hmm. Shane. Harry. I I think it's John Lithgow and his family. They find, well, I think they accidentally run over a Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. And his name is Harry. And he's like not mean or aggressive. Okay, well, I guess we're going to watch Harry Andersons now. So. <laughs> I should,
0: honestly, it sounds, like, the plot sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't it's have... It's an old
1: movie. Like, I'll, we were mm-hmm. kids when it came out. Oh,
0: okay. That's really why I probably don't remember it. Like I said, the plot sounds really familiar, but...
1: It, I'm sure if you saw a poster for it, you would remember it.
0: Probably so. And apparently, there was also one other Loch Ness Monster movie that came out, I think, last year. And it's about a girl who finds a cute little Loch Ness Monster and raises him.
1: Oh. Is yes. it a cartoon? It should be a
0: cartoon. No, it's... A, it's, it's... Um... I I don't want to say real life. Live action.
1: (laughs) It's a real life found footage.
0: (laughs) Yes. Nessie was just cute little squiggly, squishy thing all along. (laughs) But so today, as I mentioned, it's another spooky season story, but it's right in the line of what I normally do and report on. So we've recently had Mean Girls Day not too long ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and for anyone who may not know what it is. Mean Girls, the movie, and Lindsay Lohan has a voiceover It says on October 3rd, he asked me what day it was, and then we see them in class, and she says, it's October 3rd. (laughs) And we know the perfect date, April 25th, because it's not too hot, not too cold, all you need is is a a little (laughs) light jacket, yes, which is from Miss Cajeniality. But today, we are going to discuss the unluckiest day, and by the time this episode releases, it will be today. It releases on the day, which I'm super excited about and super excited I was able to get this done on time. (laughs) Because if I didn't, it would not work. So we're going to talk about Friday the 13th, the unluckiest day of them all. Or is it?
1: (laughs) And this here, it's in October.
0: It is. It's literally the day we release this episode.
1: scariest month.
0: Yes. So has Friday the 13th ever been an unlucky day for you? No. No? Just Mm -mm. like any other day?
1: Um. In all honesty, I usually don't remember what day it is until I get in bed and I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> so I probably won't even remember it's Friday the 13th unless you point it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, for me, it can go either way, which, you know, honestly could be said of any other day, but sometimes I feel like it's a bad day. And, and some Friday 13ths, the energy just feels really off to me, unlike the other day's.
1: I think it's going to be a good one this year. It's a solar eclipse on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I get a four-day weekend, <laughs> and it's payday. So for me, it's shaping up to be a good one. Already. Yes.
0: And honestly, like aside from life, I used to have a sign that I would keep up at the place that you and I used to work.
1: Hell. Yes,
0: yes. And I would put up this sign every Friday the 13th that read, Let's not be Friday the 13th monsters, just because everyone on that day where we used to work was.
1: Well, I mean, that truly was not any different than any other day of the year. (laughs)
0: True, but full moons and Friday the 13th were slightly worse, I feel like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I will give you that. I mean, if it wasn't an overflowing toilet, it was somebody microwaving tuna and sugar packets.
0: Oh, God, yes. The horror stories we could tell from that place. (laughs) So Friday the 13th can happen up to three times a year, which in my honest opinion is three times too many. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we need them at all. And the fear of Friday the 13th comes in the form of two phobias, but they have the same meaning. And because I know everyone just loves my pronunciation of everything, I decided to give these two phobias a shot. So the first one is Frigatrisca Decaphobia. Okay. And the second one is phobia, Or no, excuse me, decatriaphoba. <laughs> and those are literally the fear of the number 13. <laughs> have you ever heard of those? I have not. Neither did I. And honestly, I feel like maybe at some, at some points we all might suffer from these just a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think when you're a kid and you hear, I feel like you're so easily scared by everything, mm-hmm. or at least I was.
0: Yeah, and honestly, now, like, we grow up hearing that 13's an unlucky number, and Friday the 13th is the worst day of the year.
1: Yeah. If I have kids, I'm going to raise them to be, like, super weird, super creepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we do not have an exact date or pinpoint in time as to when people became superstitious about this day. But many excerpts, excuse me, experts, point to the religion of Christianity as the beginning point. Mm-hmm. And this is because in the Bible, as many people may or may not know, the Last Supper had a total of 13 guests, including Jesus. And of course, one of them, Judas, goes on to betray him. Yes. And the next day, which was Good Friday, Jesus is crucified. This story alone also gave, ride, or gave rise. Ow, he hurt. That <laughs> really hurt. He like put his claws in my finger.
1: See, Ollie's the Judas in this house. He looks so cute, and then he attacks you.
0: So this story alone also gave rise to the superstition that it is bad luck to have thirteen guests at one's dinner table.
1: Table. Words are hard for you today. Hey,
0: I got that first phobia really good.
1: Yes. Saying that, like you, we're gonna have a lot of uh, mispronunciations <laughs> later on because you got that one. <laughs>
0: Well, so I've never heard of that superstition about having 13 guests at the dinner table. Did Me you? either.
1: No, I haven't. But I don't have enough friends to have 13 people over, so it really <laughs> wouldn't matter.
0: Well, my thinking is that this has to come from like a different era and time because who has a table big enough to hold 13 people?
1: After the pandemic, who wants 13 people in their house? Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and, and if you do have this table and that many people over, what are you doing every other day of the year? Like, you have this long table for 13 people, and it just sits there when it's probably, like, two of you the other, every other day of the year.
1: One on each end and just yelling across the table, how was your day?
0: <laughs> exactly. So, in this superstition of 13 guests, if you have 13 guests at your dinner table, you are allegedly inviting death. So, it's seen as, like, a bad omen. That was not a bad omen, everyone. That was Ollie. <laughs> Just knocking over some things like he does. So, Friday's association with the number 13 appears to be even weaker when you are looking into Christianity, but somehow and in some way that I do not understand, Friday got a really bad rep from other events in the Bible um, other than Jesus being crucified on a Friday. Friday was also said to be the day that Eve gave Adam that fateful apple from the tree of knowledge.
1: She didn't make a meetup.
0: <laughs> true, true, true. And Friday was also said to be the day that Cain killed his brother Abel. But what I really want to know is who figured this out? I
1: don't know.
0: And, you know, I'm not going to go in depth into those stories. These are just associations with Christianity. So So it's surprising that superstition such as Friday the 13th can be drawn from here. But I'm not sure we can pinpoint it to that exactly.
1: Well, I feel like that's a lot of stuff in our history.
0: We're just going yes. off what exactly, we've heard. exactly. But if it does not come from Christianity, then why is the number thirteen considered unlucky or even cursed by many? For this, we look at the number that the that people in general or the masses, as you if you want to call them, apparently consider to be the most complete number, or at least it completes things. Do you know what that number is? Two. <laughs> it is not. Though asking that made me feel a little bit like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Do you listeners know what that number is? Can you say 12?
1: Why is 12 most complete?
0: <laughs> well, it's because we have 12 months in a year. 12 inches make a foot. And unless you're getting a $5 foot long from Subway. Allegedly, those are not 12 inches, but I just read that. I don't know if I believe that.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think they're 12 inches. but I no. don't know. Uh, next, I'm going to go to Subway and take my ruler out. And if it's not, I'm asking for how. I'm going to calculate the <laughs> amount per square centimeter and then take off for whatever it's not.
0: <laughs> I don't think they do $5 foot longs anymore anyway, but well, that might be don't. why they don't. Because someone figured out that we're not really getting $5 foot longs.
1: No, they were lying. <laughs>
0: But I don't know if that's true. It's just a rumor.
1: Hey, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Speaking of food and the number 12, a baker's dozen is like a good thing. And that's 13 donuts. It is.
0: However, a dozen is just 12, which most people consider to be complete.
1: Yeah, but if I'm getting this, <laughs> I'll eat 13 donuts.
0: Yes, absolutely. I will too. <laughs> um, We as people, and I guess humans as well.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference.
0: Yeah, well sometimes I think so.
1: Oh, I'm looking around, watching the news. There is a huge difference.
0: Yes, yes. Uh but we have twelve sets of ribs in our bodies. Which honestly I didn't not I did not know that off the top of my head.
1: Me either. I don't, I know half some
0: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I knew we had a lot, but I didn't realize it was that many. And of course there are twelve days of Christmas. So I think, like for me, 10 is a better round number that completes things because 12 to me just just says there's two extra. (laughs) It's weird. I I don't get it. Yeah, it is really weird to think about. But when the number 13 comes along, it's hypothesized that it can make people think of the beyond or the unknown. And we as humans, we're creatures of habit. So we don't like to change or think of the unknown. Or at least not that easily. On this podcast, we do, but...
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm open-minded about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I am very much have a routine that I generally stick to.
0: Yes. In Norse mythology, there's a story about a dinner that was planned for 12 gods. When the dinner happened, on um, a 13th god showed up, and that was Loki, the god of trickery, and he shot the god of joy and happiness, whose name is Baldur. Balder.
1: That's not a very good trick.
0: (laughs) No, but I mean, they had 13 guests and one died. So, you know, it's a whole kind of like dinner thing again. Like they didn't invite 13 guests, but when 13 arrived, death happened.
1: Well, I was just going to say we can invite 13 people over, but then I'm like, no. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Not because I'm afraid just because I don't want 13 people here.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say we can invite 13 people over and not like many of them and then maybe see if death visits. (laughs) No. No, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that many people in the house, and I certainly wouldn't want...
1: To... I mean, I'm not going to have anybody die on my watch.
0: No. <laughs> and I don't want anyone in the house that I don't like. <laughs> I mean,
1: either. Like, don't even pull in the driveway.
0: Yes. Um, on Friday, October 13th, 1307, officers of King Philip IV of France arrested hundreds of the Knights Templar. The Knights Templars were a secret of religious and military order that was formed to protect the Holy Land in the 12th century... And King Philip essentially did this because he wanted access to their finance resources and he would go on to execute many of the Templars. All of this is just for money, but some will cite the link with the Templars as an origin of the Friday the thirteenth superstition, but like many legends involving the Templars, we you know, their history remains murky at best. Mm-hmm. We don't know really what was true, what was not so true, what was exaggerated, what wasn't. Uh. So as I've mentioned, you know, there's not an exact date that we can pinpoint that Friday the 13th started here, but there is a person who sought to remove the stigma that came around the day and the number, but sources say he actually accidentally helped popularize the theory of Friday the 13th. His name is William Fowler, and he's better known as Captain William Fowler. Captain Fowler was born in 1827, and he died in 1897 he noticed that one number had followed him around for his entire life, and that number was 13. Do you have a number that's followed you around for your entire life thus far?
1: Um, more like letters.
0: Okay, what letters?
1: J's and A's.
0: J's and A's? Okay, how interesting. A's the first letter of the alphabet, and J is... Wait, no. Yeah, is it the 10th? It's the 9th or 10th. I to say
1: the ABCs.
0: I know, that's totally what I was doing, but it's the 10th. Okay, so this is the 10th letter, so maybe... One in ten are good numbers for you, maybe. Maybe. Well, I also have the actually I have numbers that follow me around, and I have two, and they're honestly probably the worst numbers you could have. <laughs> the first one is thirteen, which is very fitting for this episode. My father has always said that the number is good luck for him for our family. Almost in the same way, that's good luck for the Bundys from Married with Children. <laughs> Well, growing up, I feel like there were some parallels there with at least the luck that my family had, not with how my parents were. We had food <laughs> um, and my parents loved each other and my father was not a shoe salesman. <laughs> we always used to joke about that, but he has always claimed that it's his lucky number. So that has kind of been in my life. In high school, we had to sign, like we had sign in numbers for the computers and mine was 713. I've been the 13th student before because Miller begins with the M and that's the 13th letter of the alphabet. Um, my punching code for three previous jobs that were all unrelated was 713. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. My current email at work, which I did not get to choose, is a combination of my first and last name and it ends in the number 13. That is weird. Mm-hmm. But it's not as scary as the second number that has followed me. And the second number is the number of the
1: Beast 666, oh.
0: which is really concerning.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'm not superstitious. I mm-hmm. am a little bit stitious in the fact that if I will, you know, like I think we talked about last week, if your bill comes to like $6.66 yes. or whatever, I will be like, add this pack of gum or something.
0: Yes, exactly. Well, and honestly, typing that number in my notes, I didn't even want to type it together. I was like, maybe if I do 66 space six, and like, well, it still counts, so I just typed it together anyway. Uh, but this number has popped up several times in my life, particularly in purchases. I cannot name the number of times that my purchases have come to $66.06. They've never come to 666 I don't buy that much. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: well, I'm going to buy groceries. I'm getting close. Damn. I mean, there was one
0: time in my bank account before, like when I was just starting working, you know, and building up a savings that it was 666 And I was like, oh God, someone give me money now. A dollar, a penny. I don't care. <laughs> I did not like that. But the worst way it's in my life is it is part of a government-issued identification number for me. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to say which thing it is or what it's on. I can totally tell you and show you afterwards. But it is right smack dab in the middle of that number. Oh. And they wouldn't let me change it. <laughs> well, don't I- worry, everyone. It's not my social, but, you know, it's another one of those numbers they give us. It's terrible... I am super superstitious about several things. 666 is one of them.
1: Well, now I'm afraid of you.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was a morning that when I used to drive to the place we used to work that the streetlights were on. But as I went under them, they would turn off. Oh. And I'm sure it was just the time that they went off. But that was also really very horror movie-ish.
1: Yeah, you're creepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not creepy. I'm cursed, okay?
1: <laughs> I'm looking at you in a different light now. <laughs>
0: I have not, I do everything I can to have nothing to do with that number, except every time when I do show the identification number, people will be writing it down, reading it, and they'll be like, oh. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah.
1: But in all honesty, if they knew you, you're like the happiest, nicest yes. person. in Like, Seriously. For as long as I've known you, I can count on one <laughs> one hand the number of times that I've actually seen you, like, truly pissed.
0: hmm Because
1: <laughs> your anger lasts, like, five minutes, and then you're done. I can't.
0: I try not to harbor those feelings. But back to Captain Fowler, who noticed that the number 13 was following him around because he went to public school number 13 in New York, from which he graduated when he was 13 oh. years old because it was just elementary school.
1: Oh, I was going to like, is he really smart, or was there just, like... That's no, no, crazy- he
0: graduated eighth grade as... As a 13-year-old, which I was the same age in eighth grade as well when I graduated elementary school. So, he graduates when he is 13, but because, you know, it's the 1800s, he was 13 when he began his job in construction.
1: Yeah, was his time. he was ready to go to work and get married.
0: Exactly. Um, he entered the Civil War on April 13th in 1861. He fought in 13 Civil War battles, and he survived all 13. Well, that's good. Then he resigned on August 13th, 1863. On September 13th, he bought the Knickerbocker Cottage, which is located at the corner of 6th Avenue and 28th Street in New York City.
1: For some reason, that makes me want to snickers, but I don't I know, know why. It really does
0: me, too. <laughs> and Captain Fowler decided in order to dispel this notion of 13 being an unlucky number, he would form a society, and he called it the 13 Club. And its sole purpose was purpose.
1: Purpose. That's what we're going <laughs> to start calling it
0: now. The Purpose. Its sole purpose was the <laughs> reputation of superstition. So they wanted to refute all superstitions, but particularly the ones associated with 13. The 13 Club held its first meeting on September 13th, 1881. And though it is disputed by a New York, the New York Historical Society, who says the first meeting happened on Friday, January 13th at 8.13 p.m. Because September 13th, 1881 was a Tuesday. <laughs> oh. Whatever day it happened, they had their first meeting, and here are some things that the club did. They would meet on the 13th day of the month, regardless of what day it fell on. The members had to walk under ladders. They weren't allowed to toss spilled salt over their shoulders. They had to bring open umbrellas indoors. They would dine in a room with a banner that read, it, and it's in Latin, uh, Moratori te which is Latin for those who are about to die salute you. Their dinners would consist of 13 courses.
1: Okay, now I'm going to be on board for that.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of food, but then when I thought about it, I'm like, that is also a lot of dishes for someone. <laughs> Every month.
1: Yeah.
0: Though I wish I could find a way out. I'm trying to say? Oh, I wish I could find out, like, what they were thinking about a 13-course meal and what those courses were. I'm like, is there, like, a cheese course and then a bread course? (laughs) Because how do you build 13 courses?
1: I don't know. I'm not fancy enough for that.
0: Same. It's also said that their table would be laced with spilled salt. You know, they're not allowed to toss it over their shoulder. But then I also thought, I'm like, that would be so... Like, (laughs) I just... It would bug me to be eating, like, my plate was sitting on salt that someone just spilled on the table and I couldn't do anything about it. I'd be like, at least let me clean it up. I don't care about the luck. I mean... If I spill salt, I do toss it over my shoulder.
1: Oh, I don't think I've ever done that.
0: I have always done that.
1: But in, for me, I I use an excessive amount of salt and I make sure I don't spill it, so that's Mm -hmm. probably why.
0: (laughs) Yes, but they had to ignore it. Now, if you're thinking that this may seem like a silly little club, just know that it inspired many copycat clubs in the U.S. And it attracted, at one time or another, like they weren't all in there together, but five U.S. presidents were part of this club. Well, that's neat. They were a Chester author, Arthur, Grover Cleveland, Benjamin Harrison, William McKinley, and Theodore Roosevelt.
1: Hmm.
0: Captain William Fowler sold the Thirteen Club on Friday the 13th of 1883, but the club continued and Captain William Fowler died at the age of 70 years old in his sleep in 1897.
1: And that is a good
0: way to go it is and i mean i i don't know though if he accomplished what he wanted to with the 13 club because friday the 13th is still very much a day people dread here and because it inspi- inspired so many other copycats you know people are kind of now celebrating it to mm-hmm. a degree so, in 1882, poet John Godfrey Sachs published a poem called The Good Dog of Brett about a poodle that roamed the city with a basket, bringing donations home to its blind master. And on a Friday, a day when misfortune aptly, or is apt to fall, a cruel butcher chops off the dog's tail. Ugh. We don't know why. I could not find the poem. I have no desire to really read this poem. No,
1: that's But
0: terrible. why would you even write that? Yeah. That's terrible. If Friday the 13th seems like a really American thing, it is. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't mean that the number 13 is unlucky or isn't unlucky in other countries. In Spain, Tuesday the 13th is considered the day to dread. Oh, that's weird. Don't know why. Couldn't find out too much more about that. Um, Similarly, but with a different number, in Italy, people fear the 17th day of the month. And there's actually a reason behind this and I kind of love it. The Roman numeral for 17 is XVII. And it can be arranged to spell VIXI, which means my life is over in Latin. Oh. <laughs> I kind of want to start posting that on social media whenever I have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> it's code. X-I, VIXI, my life is over.
1: <laughs> that is really funny.
0: <laughs> but like in the United States, no one can actually prove that terrible things happen on these days. Mm-mm. So there are a few things that have happened on a Friday the 13th in regards to making people believe in this superstition that it's an unlucky day. In 1907, a book entitled Friday the 13th was written by Thomas William Lawson, um, and it was published, and it's a story about a New York City stockbroker who plays on the superstitions about the day to create chaos on Wall Street, and he makes a killing on the market. And this is credited with really spreading the notion that Friday the 13th is an unlucky day. I don't know why that story would make people think that. It's just a day he chose and said, I'm going to wreak havoc on everyone, and then they'll believe it's just the day and not me. I don't know any more about the plot. I low-key hope he got away with it.
1: (laughs) It doesn't sound like a a thrilling read.
0: Oh, no. I absolutely have no desire to read it. (laughs) On Friday, September 13th, the German bombing of Buckingham Palace took place. And I forgot to put the year. Want wont.
1: Was probably during World War One
0: or two. Yeah, probably can't remember. It's either for is forties? Is that when that World War
1: One happened? No, World War One was in like nineteen.
0: I don't know. Wait, then 15, was it 18. in World War Two?
1: Yes. That yeah. Uh,
0: on Friday, March thirteenth, in nineteen sixty four, and I, I'm not going into too much detail about this because I don't want to step on any of your toes. But the uh, Kitty Genovese was murdered in Queens, New York.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this case would get national coverage and become one of New York's infamous murders. Like I said, I'm not going to go into any real detail about the case because we may want to cover it later. But what, repelled, what propelled it wasn't the crime or the investigation, but the press coverage that the alleged murderer had a lot of witnesses who refused to come forward or to Kitty's defense.
1: But that's not true.
0: Exactly. Yes, this has been disproved over the years. But unfortunately, it's kind of just accepted into the lore of the story. Mm-hmm. And this case would be also be a big factor in the creation of 911, 9- which became the national emergency number in 1968. A cyclone that killed more than 300,000 people in Bangladesh happened on a Friday the 13th in November
1: 1970.
0: That is a crazy number mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. And a Chilean Air Force plane vanished over the Andes on Friday October 13th in 1972. That's now, creepy. <clears throat> I decided to look this one up and all I could find out about it is that it's not so much of a mystery as it is a tragedy, but I'm going to I'm going to tell this story in very layman in quick terms but so I guess I'm kind of giving the bare details because there's a lot more information than what I have gathered but this could be an episode not only in itself but for a different podcast like you know we cover murders kind of more true crime and I cover like more of the supernatural side of things this one doesn't really have those but uh, the plane was carrying a Chilean rugby team and it disappeared as it battled a severe blizzard on a flight from Argentina to Chile It carried a crew of five and 40 passengers, members of the rugby team from Montevideo, maybe? In Uruguay? Are you a gay? No, crap.
1: Uruguay.
0: Uruguay. Okay, I said it right the first time. Okay. The plane crashed near the Argentine border, about 80 miles south of Santiago. When the plane crashed, 21 people died shortly afterwards, including the pilot. And it did not help that they crashed in a section of the Andes that is almost always storm ridden and very rocky. Mm. Sadly, eight more people would die during the first two snowstorms that followed the crash. There were two large searches of the area earlier that month from which another Ugarian Air Force plane returned with a feather propeller and a smoking engine, but it actually failed to find traces of the plane or survivors. The 16 remaining survivors would survive a total of 69 days after the crash without outside help. These survivors had very little food. They had eight chocolate bars, a tin of mussels, three small jars of jam, a tin of almonds, a few dates, candies, dried plums, and several bottles of wine.
1: That would last me like a day.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's really not a lot of food. They rationed their food for as long as they could, but the food ran out after a week and the group tried to eat parts of the airplane such as the cotton inside the seats and leather oh, but nice. they became sick or sicker from eating that
1: yeah
0: the group survived by collectively deciding to eat the flesh from the bodies of their dead comrades and this was a decision that was not taken lightly as most of their most of the dead were their classmates close friends and even some relatives but this is this helped them survive now you know they did not eat everyone that died and they don't even eat like of all the people you know they ate what they could and yeah. what they needed no one was happy to do this no um, but of course once the press would find out they would run with the cannibalism headlines and some even sensationalize what really happened um so all sixty of, of them do survive and when they get back they received a backlash for this
1: but, they would have died had they not done that.
0: Exactly. A Catholic priest heard the survivors' confessions and told them that they were not damned for cannibalism, given the in nature of their survival situation. Uh, and as I said, this decision, it, it was one that they agonized on before it happened, as it was happening, and even after they were rescued. I'm sure. On December 22nd, 1972, two survivors were able to climb down the mountain to get help that would eventually rescue the remaining other survivors of the crash. The climb down took them 10 days.
1: Jeez, that could, like gives me so much anxiety to think about.
0: Oh, I know. I Like I wrote in my notes, could you imagine, you know, your friends go off to find help that is to save you and you don't know what happens to them. 10 days go by and.
1: No, I yeah. would lose my mind.
0: Absolutely. When they reached the bottom, they found a cattle hand who would then walk five hours to tell of their survivor. Oh, wow. That day, they would lead rescuers back to the site of the crash via helicopter where six more of the survivors were taken down the mountain. The eight others were left with three survival specialists when the high winds and heavy snow prevented the helicopter from returning to the site, which was about 12,000 feet up a mountain. That is
1: so terrifying. Mm -hmm.
0: The authorities and the victims' families decided to bury the remains of the people that died near the site of the crash in a common grave. They built a simple stone altar and they placed a plaque on the pile of rocks that was inscribed, the world to its yogarian brothers, close, O oh God, to you. So that is, that one, you know, it's not a mysterious thing, but it's a tragedy. And it did happen, like the crash happened on a Friday the 13th. So back to some other events that happened on Friday the 13th. The horror movie Friday the 13th was released on 1980, which introduced the world to the hockey mask wearing serial killer named Jason.
1: But if we learn nothing from Scream, it's that he wasn't the original killer in the first one. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and obviously by watching the movie, but
0: <laughs> the movie spawned multiple sequels as well as comic books, novellas, video games, countless related merchandise, including Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. It also kind of, I think, inspired the Salem stalker on days of our lives because she wore a um, hockey mask as well. <laughs> and and because everyone knows I love days of our lives, I was on Reddit today and someone was complaining that their Salem Stalker costume was confused with Jason from Friday the 13th. Well, I mean, it's the
1: same now.
0: Exactly. And if you didn't catch that storyline 20 years ago, it was Marlena, but she was brainwashed. And she didn't really kill anyone. <laughs> it was! She was possessed and she was a serial killer. <laughs>
1: she, October was a very bad month for her, apparently. Exactly,
0: exactly. The, okay, so... As you may recall, the death of rapper Tupac Shakur, Shakur occurred mm-hmm. on Friday, September 13th, 1996. I don't know who decided to put Shakur and Akur beside each other, but that was not fun to say.
1: They actually just arrested someone for his murder. Did they? hmm Like I in the no last clue. two weeks, yeah. And it's someone that had oh. like confessed to his murder multiple times over the past couple years. Oh, wow. Well, and they're
0: just now arrested him? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that could be another story for another day. Yeah. Um, more recently, the crash of the Coast... Yeah, is it Costa or Coastal? Like Costa Concordia cruise ship off the coast of Italy, which killed 30 people, happened on a Friday the 13th in 2012. It was January the 13th, to be exact. I
1: don't know if um. I remember
0: that. That was... If I remember it correctly, isn't that the cruise liner that when it crashed, you could still see it from shore because the boat didn't sink? Completely. Like, it couldn't because they were too close. That's why they crashed. Oh,
1: jeez. I have no idea.
0: So, there are instances in history where you can find that the day of Friday and the number 13 are given good and sometimes celebrated meanings, especially that in paganism. But, as it does with most good things, the rise of Christianity pushed their own agenda about these (laughs) meanings. And they were not happy with the worship of multiple gods and goddesses. And, of course, they did not like women worshiping female deities. But... There is hope, and it comes in the form of Miss Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking, everyone. Taylor has quite a bit of influence these days. You know, she's putting the NFL on the map.
1: <laughs> and it's the, is it it's the NHL, right?
0: <clears throat> no, NFL. Football. It's the, chi- it's the team, the Chiefs.
1: See, this is how little I'm into pop
0: culture. I thought he played hockey. Nope, <laughs> nope. No. It's definitely football, and everyone, especially women in particular, like to annoy their boyfriends by saying she's really given, you know, notice to the NFL. <laughs> but, so, Taylor considers the number 13 as her lucky number, and she is quoted in saying that, I was born on the 13th, I turned 13 on a Friday the 13th, my first album went gold in 13 weeks, my first number one song had a 13 second intro, and she's telling this to MTV in 2009. Every time I won an award, I've been seated in the 13th seat, the 13th row, the 13th section, or row M, which of course is the 13th letter. Basically, whenever 13 comes up in my life, it's a good thing. So maybe Taylor can save us all from Friday the 13th, or maybe she'll save Friday the 13th from all of us. (laughs) Only time will tell, but this concludes my report today, or topic, whatever you want to call it, my story. What do you think? Is Friday the 13th an unlucky day, or
1: well i learned something new <laughs> i didn't know that he played football
0: because <laughs> i don't know if I even remember his name i just know it's i just know miss taylor's boyfriend <laughs> 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 i'm sure that's what he worked all of his life to be known for
1: well you know what for as many women who have been listed in the papers as mister so and so's wife i mm-hmm. think that it's okay he can take a hit for the team
0: exactly exactly 100% agree <laughs> And I'm still going to continue to tell people that Taylor is what put the NFL on the map. Before then, no one knew what they were.
1: (laughs) Does your dad feel like he has a connection with Taylor Swift?
0: I don't think so. (laughs) I haven't, like, asked, but I really don't think so. And I feel like, I would hope he would know who she is, but I would not be surprised if he was like, is that one of your friends? And I'd be like, yes, we're best friends, (laughs) but... Like very much see him either forgetting her or not knowing knowing her. Yeah. But that's my story this week on Friday the 13th.
1: We're going to do something like to bring good luck to people on the 13th.
0: Yes. I don't know what that is.
1: (laughs) Sometimes I bring breakfast to the office so maybe I'll do that.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea. I have a bunch of candy I'm giving out for Halloween. Unfortunately, not to trick-or-treaters because we don't get trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood.
1: I'll dress up and you can give me some candy. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> but I take it to my theater kids and I bought enough this year, at least I hope it is enough, to take some to work to give out to my coworkers and some of the kids that are working with us as well.
1: You did have a big bag.
0: Mm-hmm. I hope so. I spent like $50 on it. <laughs> $50 of candy, everyone.
1: Honestly, hearing you say that does not surprise me.
0: No, no. But it
1: wasn't even on sale. It's got three bags. It's expensive. See, it is. The big um, bags are expensive. We're waiting for our grocery bill to be like $600. I know. <laughs> combined, we probably reach at least half of that. If oh, not God. More. Yeah.
0: I would not even want to know what our combined grocery totals are for one month. <laughs> it's really probably sad. But at the same time, food is just expensive. It
1: is. Existing is expensive.
0: Yes, very much so.
1: Life is hard. (laughs) It is. We all need a little bit of Taylor in our life, apparently.
0: Yes, yes. Even the haters, they need her too. (laughs) Because if not, who would they have to hate?
1: (laughs) Probably a Kardashian. There's like fifteen of those. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) But thanks for listening, everyone. Do you want to tell them where they can find us online?
1: Yes. We're on Instagram at Monsters and Murder Pod and at gmail at monstersandmurderpod at gmail. Oh, it's very redundant.
0: <laughs> I know. I found myself, I said that the same way last week. It's like, you can find us on gmail at blah, 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 gmail. gmail.
1: Just in case you didn't know, it's gmail. That's gmail.com. <laughs>
0: <dot> <laughs> yes. And I am on TikTok. I do produce some podcast content. I'm at Miller 11 You can find me there. There's other content as well, just about my life. I haven't posted any this week, which is sad, but I'm working on it.
1: Life is hard this week
0: Mm -hmm. and busy Mm -hmm. as always but until next time everyone stay safe bye